Welcome everybody to episode 32 of the Never Watchers podcast. My name is Pete, I am a Never Watcher for once, and I'm also joined by the always Never Watcher himself, Mr. Kurt Lewin. Hello. How you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm doing well. How are you? Yeah, no no complaints from me. So, uh, looking forward to obviously discussing the uh, the episodes ahead of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So, mm, no. uh, for reference, we are going to be covering episodes three and four. If you have missed the previous episode where we covered episodes one and two, uh, go back and check that out before proceeding any further. So, um, let's go into this one already. So, uh, I'm just going to ask you quickly... Uh, these two episodes, what did you think generally overall? Was there in a, uh, a bit more of an improvement over your initial thoughts of the first two episodes, or did it go down a bit? Um, I'd say it was about the same. So, um, as I don't know if you've seen, but we had a couple, maybe some Twitter replies and in other discords, um, mm-hmm. not exactly agree- agreeing with me in particular. With regards okay. to this, the first two episodes. Yeah, because um, you were surprisingly more positive on them than I thought you were going to be. Yeah. Um, so, so what's the backlash actually? Like people just going, Kurt, I think you're wrong. Like these are boring or something. Yeah, and pretty much, and not really understanding how I preferred this to what one division. Um, yeah, that was a pretty controversial point, and we. Uh, I think we raised it a few times how like that we seem to be enjoying this a little bit more than one division, but hey, I think you yeah. more more so than me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> after watching these two episodes, um, I'm probably gonna. Um, so, do you remember in the second episode, well, technically the third episode, when we covered um, the Hulk, the Incredible Hulk? Yes, I did. And how I watched the wrong film initially. Oh. You didn't do it again, did you? No, but what I'm well, this is a thing. I'm trying to think. I'm thinking. Am I really watching the same thing as everyone else here? Is there oh, some okay. kind of? Oh, okay. Yeah, I see. <laughs> because I really just, I just don't understand. You're gonna have to help me. I don't understand how people don't like this. In like, so as a as a, something that stuck in my head. Um, mm. This was before. This was a, a long time ago now, um, like maybe even when it came out. But I remember our friend Oodles making a comment saying the, that you'll enjoy this if you enjoy just watching two men fish on a lake. <laughs> and so yeah, that I was kind of what that was kind of what I was expecting. Um, I was I thought going in it was going to be. Um, Bucky on some kind of ranch with um, Falcon just like discussing tr- past traumas and I wasn't expecting much action at all yeah. and after watching WandaVision which does have some action in the later episodes but in those first few episodes there, there isn't, it's not really an action and that's, that's not a criticism that's ju- just the way it is yeah it's um, just only what they were going for at that time yeah, it's a it's a TV like drama, um, so I thought it was gonna kind of go down that avenue again with this, but with just different characters. Um, okay. 
But to me, it's like it's, it reminds me of like Bourne, the, the Bourne films, but in mm. um, in the MCU. Okay. Yeah, because I think I can kind of agree with you tonally on that one. They are going for a very Bourne or sort of New Age Bond aesthetic, really, which sort of did kind of copy the Bourne for form formula really but I mean I'd so, liken this more to uh, similarly if the saying else in the MCU is quite like Winter Soldier like tonally yeah yeah that's yeah definitely like, so, I think um, I remember I also remember comments saying all you really need to do is watch the in, in terms of the overall MCU all you need mm. to do with this series is watch the first episode and the last episode y- Yep, I've um, heard that quite a lot of times from a few other people. Yeah, so I can kind of understand. Um, so so far, there isn't, there hasn't been anything that I see tying into the wider universe, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can kind of see why people would be disappointed with it because of the fact that it, it's the stakes aren't that high in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, but I just think. For me personally, so far, uh, on its own terms, it's a good TV show. Yes, it's definitely a TV show, that's for sure. Um, (laughs) There's, um, well, I mean, I'm not using that as more of a sarcastic comment towards what you just said there, but it is more the fact that the episodes do tend to go on a little bit longer than WandaVision, so you definitely get Mm. that feeling of being a series rather than just being a a slightly too long movie maybe um, yeah. but I might have to in the most part disagree with you and probably go with type here and and actually go with the audience because I'm I'm not going to lie I've been bored to tears throughout the first, these next two episodes as well right. Okay. at times like I was... don't get me wrong there are some interesting moments in there and mm. some some decent themes that are being set up it's just there are so many moments where the, the the pace just grinds to a complete halt yeah. and starts it starts to become a bit slow and i think i think as well because just full disclosure like we're going to be recording these about a week apart so i have already seen the next two episodes but Kurt hasn't yet but we'll get to that obviously in a future one but there is but episode 5 does go on for a bit too long i think but we obviously can cover that in a lot more detail the next one but there are moments within episodes three and four that just they do feel like they just stretch on a little bit beyond uh, beyond uh, their welcome. I would say. I must I must admit I thought episode three was the worst of the four so far. I didn't yeah, think I'm a great deal. Agree. Not a great deal happened in that. Um, no, it was like that was probably where I was the most bored. Hmm. But. It's not to say that it wasn't some interesting threads at least set up. Also, I have to say, for for complete full disclosure here, whilst researching this episode, IMDb gave me a spoiler for the very last episode, which I was absolutely fuming about. Mm. So, because obviously we've actually decided that we were both going into the series completely blind, that didn't really help, because I was waiting for something to happen the whole way through because of it yeah Ugh. now I know how you feel with Endgame <laughs> but 
Anyway, let's go into episode three, which is called Power Broker. So the cast list for this one is, as as per the rest of the series, Anthony Mackie is uh, playing Sam Wilson or Falcon. Uh, Sebastian Stan as Bucky Barnes or the Winter Soldier. Wyatt Russell as John Walker or new Captain America. Uh, Daniel Brawl returns as Zemo, as well as Emily Van Camp as uh, Agent Sharon Carter, or actually just Sharon Carter. Um, Clee Bennett as Lamar Hoskins and Erin Kellyman as Carly. I cannot even pronounce that last name, so I'm not going to bother. So this was written by uh, Derek Kolstad and was directed by uh, Kari Skoglund. So let's just go for a couple of bits of trivia and then we'll get into the actual main plot. Um, you know, this is the only episode of the series where Sam is not depicted operating his wingsuit. Hmm. Yeah. That was quite noticeable, wasn't it? Hmm. So, um, uh, also when Bucky enters Zemo's cell, you, uh, cell, you can hear the music used as Zemo's theme from Captain America, America Civil War. And when Sam says to Bucky, you're not going to move your seat up, are you? And Bucky replies, no, it's a call back to Captain America Civil War where the positions were reversed. So. I did, yeah, I thought, I didn't know, well, I, I noticed that that line at the time, but yeah, it did seem a little odd, but now that makes sense. Yeah, it because obviously like back in that one, they only just met each other and didn't really like each other at all because the only time that Falcon had met up with him before, he was an adversary. So mm. it's kind of understandable. But let's go into it, episode three's plot. So do you want to take us through? Yeah, so, well, the the main thrust of this episode is um, the introduction of Zemo. Um, yes. And um, getting him out of prison to help them track down the super soldier serum that they're after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, as a as a p- potential criticism of this whole episode and the next episode, mm-hmm. um, at least initially, it seems as if they're to me that they're too pally with Zemo. Yeah. After like, everything that is done. Yeah, considering that he's he's done a lot, and considering the relationship that um, Bucky now has with the Wakandans. It's a bit strange that he's palling up with them, but that I think that obviously has repercussions later on, doesn't it? In the next episode, yeah. So say it does at least set up that nice little thread, like of having them palling up with each other, but it's for ulterior motives on both sides. Yeah, well, what I wasn't really clear on what Zemo's motive is as to why he wants to help them. Um, I think no, it's not exactly expressly like stated is it or even hinted at it's i think it's just this continuation of how he was in um in civil war obviously when he wanted to bring down the avengers and now he's having to work with two of the avengers yeah i don't know but it it's very loose like they don't particularly explain it too well yeah because i don't see them saying if you help us we'll give you a freedom I also mm. didn't really get how I know his royalty, but um, I don't know. It seemed odd to me that he's still got like his private jet um, at his disposal straight away. Yeah, uh, yeah. I also can't work out whether his his actual first name is Baron or is that just his title. Hmm. 
think yeah, that's that his bad. title. I, I think it probably is, but it doesn't expressly state it, does it? No. And that was more of a joke than anything, but hey, oh, that, right. that landed like a wet squid. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, how does he have access to his um, to his private plane still? Surely that would have been acquired by said governments around the world. Mm. Yeah. Um, how does he still have his fortune? People working for him. I don't understand it. It's so weird. Also, the prison escape is so by the numbers and typical. Like, you were expecting it, like, a mile away. Mm. Uh, so you know how they're obviously running through the plan, but it's actually happening as he's explaining it, and it's like, oh, I've seen this a thousand times. It's become such a Hollywood trope at this point. Yeah. So they go to, um, like, this... Um, it looks like something out of Blade Runner. It's like um, Pirate's Island, basically. Yeah. I uh, can't remember the name of the place, actually. Yeah. And they go to meet um, someone who's classed as a mid-level fence who runs a place who might have intel on the super soldier serum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Part of this involves Bucky going undercover. Well, not undercover. It goes into his old identity as the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. And, and Sam is uh, impersonating a infamous underworld under uh, fella called the smiling tiger yeah um, wearing his flashy clothes and yeah mm. very convenient uh, that, that they just so happen to have a guy that looks exactly like the person that yeah he... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did like the moment though where he asked for the smiling tiger's preferred cocktail oh he... goodness gracious me yeah oh his reaction trying to drink that was good yeah yeah <laughs> um they yeah so they all go into this um this well uh, that i don't has she got a name the, the contact of zemo anyway yeah um, and but the cover's blown after sam takes phone call from his uh sister yeah um, well it's um it's sharon isn't it yeah their contact is sharon carter uh, no, sorry, I'm talking about when they go into the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But there is, I, I believe, it is some some kind. Of, there is a connection, obviously, with Sharon at some point there with that contact. Yeah, I think. Gosh. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, she's. She she comes in 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 the next scene. Mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah, um, I think she does. Yeah, yeah, because their cover gets blown by um, as yeah, as from by that phone call. Yeah, that was also funny where she like blows the cover by saying something about the Cheerios and with her daughter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, just some, just something that uh, smiling tiger just definitely would not concern himself with. Clearly, yeah. Um, so yeah, the Sharon Carter, she's introduced now, um, yes. and she's um, she's on the run, um, mm-hmm. settling into like a hustler life in um, this Madripoor that they're in. Yeah, so it basically picks up her story after after the events of Civil War, where she actually steals Captain America's shield back and Sam's wings wingsuit. So she has to go on the run as a result of it because she's a fugitive just like them. So she's basically set up home here, hasn't she? 
Yeah. Uh, I and think it's I don't because know. she states there's no extradition with the US there. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's partly why she agrees to help them on the miss- mission, even though she's not that thrilled to see them both. Cause Sam, yeah, not particularly. Sam makes a deal that he'll get her a full pardon. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we'll see that in, I think, I've, I don't know. I'm just not sure, like, about um, having Sharon return at this point. It's sort of, it completely goes against her character to sort of, I know she's she's an operative of undercover and that, but I just, I get the feeling that she, this is not, this at the time as well, This she wasn't exactly very forthcoming with her her true stakes in this let's say yeah and i think and the problem was i think they've made this a bit too obvious yeah well in in what way i well i can't really say but right um i think i think there's something more about her and i like i said i knew that i sort of felt this at the time anyway i think there's a lot more going on with her story than than what's been shown in these first four episodes. Right. But but like I said, I have actually seen the next two, so I can't really go any further with that discussion. Um, so they go into like this, um, where all those shipping containers are, in mm-hmm. search of um, Dr. Nagel, who is manufacturing this um, other batch of the super serum. Yes, you know, I actually thought that the setup that they have to disguise the lab was actually quite ingenious. Yeah. So yeah, they've hidden it like in a, in a dock, like in loads of shipping containers that's like accessed by hidden doors, and it, it feels very, very spy-like, and I, I, I dig that kind of aesthetic. Yeah, and um, they do get discovered though, um, but I wasn't really clear on how they get discovered. Is in like who? No. Do they, are they just not careful enough and they get spotted or is someone uh, well um, I, I guess uh, like the criticism uh, and in some way the criticism that we leverage in some way well uh, we had some criticism that may or may not have been heard on the previous episode but we can't really go into that one but there was a particular scene that we could have spoken about in a lot more detail that didn't really make a lot of sense to us and I think this is another one that could play into that one where it's like it they're very recognisable people because obviously they've been involved in a world changing event mm. so the Winter Soldier and the Falcon walking around anywhere in the world is probably going to raise a few eyebrows well yeah that is alluded to in the next I think it's the next episode where yeah and I'm the, glad they acknowledged that at least because it, it sort of at that point wasn't really being acknowledged hmm yeah um it's um and just reading about the episode um this is a bit of other, other trivia so mm-hmm. the credited writer of this episode is a guy called derek um colstad yeah um and his other credits include um john wick and nobody okay so, that makes a lot of sense yeah because it was a well put together fight sequence here in yeah um I'm a bit hit and miss about the fight sequences as a whole throughout this series because some are really good, but yet some are appalling. Hmm. But we can obviously go into that in a bit more detail soon. Um, So, yeah, Nigel... Oh, not Nigel. Nargle 
tells them um, that he's, he's out of the super serum and at which point A, the goons um, after the guys amp up their game by firing he heavy artillery, uh, artillery at the secret lab yeah. and Zemo out of nowhere just kills Nargle um, yeah yeah keep him with well his motivation to end the winter soldier program once and for all yeah um from there they go back on the road but sharon stays behind in madripoor mm -hmm. but tells sam to keep posted on the pardon yeah so she's but she's essentially saying that she's going to work on her thing, stuff on her end whilst they do their bit. Yeah, they much. have a new lead on them, Carly. Um, I'd say that Carly is one of the, and her whole story is one of the weaker thing aspects of the show for me so far. Oh, it's terrible. It, yeah. Her motivations are completely awful. Like yeah, and she like contradicts herself and well, all the time. It, yeah, and like yeah, good. And uh, the same can be said for her followers. Like when it's, I think it's in, it's in this episode where there's the, um, is it like a hosp hospital or something? They they blow up that building and there's mm. loads of innocent people in there. Yeah, um, uh, and all but... all that her followers say is like, oh, um, probably shouldn't have done that. Um, yeah, but she's like, well, it's for the betterment of the world. And it's like, but is it? You're claiming to try and want to help these people with the, you know, with what's going on. And yet you're going around killing innocent people. Yeah. And then when she like, um, so in the next episode, when she um, kills um, Captain, the new Captain you America's mean, partner. Oh, you um, mean Lamar? Yeah. Um, when she kills him and she looks like she regrets it but then it's like well you didn't really bat an eyelid when you killed a bunch of innocent people earlier um, yeah whereas at least this guy was actually trying to hurt you um, yeah, yeah it makes no sense yeah absolutely makes no sense she's like I think she's played okay by her actress it's just I think she's written incredibly poorly yeah. Like it's it oh, her motivations are so poor and so all over the place. Well, like, she, to me, she doesn't come across as evil, and it's not really clear whether we're supposed is she the villain in this? Is she redeemable? Hmm. I think you've raised yeah. an interesting point actually, and quite an interesting talking point here is that are we supposed to be rooting for her or Falcon and the Winter Soldier? I think the, yeah. guess, the guess is is obviously Falcon and Winter Soldier have done some pretty terrible things themselves as well, mm. uh, like being you know essentially being criminals away from the government and, but they have redeemed themselves by obviously being involved in a huge fight with Thanos and saving the world. So I think it's you're going to side with them a lot more than this person that you've only just met through the first couple of episodes and just doesn't really give you a reason to believe that. She she's doing this for the greater good rather than her own selfish gain. Yeah, and also she so she, there's this Mama Donya person. Mm -hmm. Now, and she's she's died. I wasn't. I'm, I'm not really clear on who she is. 
Oh, I don't not? know if it was because um, it's been it was been quite a few weeks now since I watched the first two episodes and I've just no. lost track. But yeah, I don't remember that either because it was a similar one for me. But I can She's... only assume she was like a the orphanage leader or something like that. Or yeah, I, it's yeah. some kind of maternal figure. Yeah, um, for sure. Who, yeah, it seems to be a maternal figure that every single one of them seems to sympathise with, like with the flag smashers. Hmm. Right. But and then Sam says in the next episode, like he does have, he sympathises with the motivation of um, Carly and the flag smashers. Okay, Just... we'll get into that one a lot more, obviously, when we talk the next episode. But mm. I actually was quite glued to my seat during that entire exchange. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah, yeah. So we'll get into that. Uh, what? Um, uh, anything else to cover really on this web, this episode particularly? No. Okay, so shall we? Let's move forward, and we'll talk about episode four because we've already teased it technically. So episode four, the world, the whole world is watching. So again, Anthony Mackie is Sam Wilson, Sebastian Stan is Bucky Barnes, Wyatt Russell is John Walker, uh, Daniel Brewer is Emo. Uh, yeah, it's essentially same, mostly the same cast as from episode three, and the same pairing. So they're uh, written by Derek uh, Colstad and directed by Kari Skoglund. So just to run through the quick trivia, and then we'll go slap straight into the plot. Uh, in the fight with John Walker, the Dora Milaje end up pinning Walker down using the shield against him, a way of signalling he's not worthy or capable of wielding the shield or the title of Captain America. Afterwards, Dora Milaje uses a frisbee kick to pick up the shield, just like Steve Rogers. Well, that was quite a nice little nod, actually. Um, also, when Sam wants to reason with Carly, he tells John Walker that he used to counsel soldiers during uh, dealing with trauma, which was Sam's job in The Winter Soldier. And when Sharon Carter walks through the tunnel that's filled with graffiti, the scene was actually filmed on Crog, uh, Crog Street Tunnel in Atlanta, Georgia, which is very well known for its street art. So, episode four. Let's run through this, shall we? So, where do we begin on this one? Um, we have the flashback to Wakanda six years ago with um, Ao, um, like reprogramming Bucky. Yes. Because um, well, actually, the episode starts with her um, confronting him in the in the city street. Then it goes back to the flashback and then yeah. comes back to the modern day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just sh- showing his old his old life. Yeah, I mean, I think it's quite nice that we see a little bit more of his old life pre- uh, previous to his turnaround. But yeah, I think we from- kind of gathered really what it was, re- what it kind of was like. Well, for me, it did fill in, fill in the gappers from whichever film that was from. I remember there was mm. a, it, it, it was one of the credit sequences, him appearing out of a hut in Wakanda. And oh, I was yeah, confused yeah. as to why he was there. So that filled in that gap for me. Uh, a little bit, yeah. But I think there was a bit in Civil War, I think, that where Bucky had gotten injured and Steve asked for a favour. And I think that's how he ends up at Wakanda. But mm. it does show a little bit more of his life whilst he's there, which, yeah, okay. Uh, obviously, the fact that he no longer was the Winter Soldier, but also known as the White Wolf. Yeah. 
so yeah it's clear that the wakandans are s searching um for this serum as well now yeah um, that not only are they searching for the serum they're definitely searching for zemo because they obviously heard that he's escaped from prison yeah sorry okay. yeah they're not yeah sorry you're right there they're not that's their main reason for being there not the the serum yeah um, i think they just so happen to run into the fact that there's some super soldiers there yeah um but um bucky goes and tells sam and zemo that the wakandans are there looking for for zemo and probably want to kill him pretty soonish yeah. um so we have the re reappearance as well in this episode of um, Dora. Yeah. Um, trying to remember. Trying to remember that. My God, it well, feels like a blur. Yeah, it was in. Um, it wasn't during the fight sequence. Yeah. Yeah. I um, yes. 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 I remember. So what? What did you think the? title of this episode the world the whole world is watching is referring to um i had a feeling that um it was going to be a particularly destructive thing that happened where people would see it i just didn't know that it was going to involve john hmm. so i Initially, yeah, I don't know. I just thought that, were, that the Flag Smashers were going to find a way to make people turn on Sam and Bucky. Yeah, I, th I thought it was going to be in reference to some kind of huge, basically a ter terrorist attack from the Flag Smashers that the whole world would see. I mean, essentially it is in some way, isn't it? Well, yeah, true. Yeah. Like, yeah, but... I have to say, right, I... Um, I was pretty surprised that he actually killed someone. Yeah, I was. I uh, thought that was the most memorable scene in so far in the show. Even to the point where IMDb has got that as the shot. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, and I thought it was quite a nice I image with him um, standing over the body, and you've got him holding the shield with. The like the blood splatter on the bottom yeah. of it. Yeah, and that's actually the first time that you've ever seen that shield have blood on it, which mm. is quite surprising considering it's been through wars that it's not had a lot on it before. But I I guess it's never really been directly used to actually kill someone. Mm. But yeah, it was pretty shocking, and I don't know why, but every time I look at the suit of John Walker's, like with the um, with the wings, with the A through the middle of it, I just I'm not sure I like the design. Yeah, but I don't know. It look, it looks looks decent to me. I thought it was enough, the same yeah. one. <laughs> uh, it's not exactly the same. It's a slightly different suit. Right. Um, another moment earlier on in this episode, which I th I didn't really get. You have the moment where. Um, Zemo has got uh, is like with those children and um, is trying to figure out um, where the funeral is happening when and where the funeral is happening yeah for, um, that yeah the it's name? the maternal figure the, yeah uh, yeah 
Um, and he gives them the Turkish delights and that. And yeah, I didn't says, get that either. Well, we're giving him the Turkish delight, fine. Um, mm-hmm. What I didn't get about it was how he he was talking to that little girl and then she tells him when and where the funeral's happening yeah. and then he tells her to keep it in the little, their little secret because Sam and Bucky are bad men. Don't tell them. Um, yeah. But then, so I thought, or oh, has he got some kind of ulterior motive? Is he going to lead them, that Sam and Bucky... Um, to uh, a different area where they're where it's not happening, lead them astray in some way. But yeah. not long after, he's um, showing them where to go. Yeah, I didn't really get that at all. I, it's one of those things. Like they've obviously wanted to capitalize on the fact that they had a very very good villain with Zemo that was kind of wasted by being in prison. So it felt like they had to do something with him. But it feels so out of character, pretty much everything he does. It just is strange to me. And his you know, the way he's portrayed in this, like, it's just so unusual. And I just I don't get it. I really don't. Yeah. It's quite he, off-putting. He, yeah, it it kind of suffers the same problem as um um Carly, in that it's not clear what his motivation. Well, not his motivations. It, it's not really clear what his his angle is. Yeah, it seems yeah, to flip one way and the other. Like we don't yeah. know whether he's turned into a good guy or not. Yeah, it's starting to feel like they're trying to write a theme for everyone here, rather than actually focus on what was and what were either a very established characters within the universe or setting up an actual decent villain but they've done none of that and that's as whilst whilst I'm not going to say I don't necess- I, I I don't enjoy this really there are moment there are moments that are decent and I think most people have discounted it by saying just watch episode 1 and episode 6 because there are some good moments within that is sort of mostly ruined by some um, inaccuracies and some weird writing let's say mm. yeah let's uh, let's talk about the scene between Sam and Carly um, fantastic probably mm. one of the best that I've seen like emotionally driven within the MCU yeah and it was good how it was basically on a timer of like 10 minutes he was given 10 minutes so yeah. that added an extra tension to it as to whether we was expecting um, Bucky and Captain America to barge in. Yeah, and that was um, another thing that I actually really liked about that was the fact that obviously Sam goes in alone because he, it's his, it was once his job and you get that. But it's it's this iconic image of leaving Captain America on the, like, on the sideline. It's so weird to me because... But it's not weird in the context of the show because this is not Captain America. This is the new Captain America who's not quite the same. So mm. you know full well if this was Steve, there's no way Sam's going in alone. No. But it's, it's just, it's so strange. And the fact that he just gets stopped so easily by Bucky just by standing in the way of the door. And it's getting to him, obviously. So you can start to see him start to fall apart and crack under the pressure. 
yeah. so there's well, a lot I, of I angles that makes this scene decent well Sam Bucky is in his way but not long after he go, they do go in yeah of course but yeah. that's because he's trying to tie, like hold him off for the timer obviously hmm uh, what did you think of the fight sequence that happens after this uh, this one was one of the better ones actually like one of my problems that I've had across the, the majority of the MCU and I brought this up early is um, the constant cuts mm. and this one felt a little bit better for that but there are some other fight sequences within this within this episode that are very sort of jump cutty and it's disorientating but this one is a better one let's say hmm uh, then also within the sequence it ends with all the dials of the super serum being smashed on the ground by um, Zemo mm. apart Except from one. one yeah yeah. so it, this is intriguing to me it is an interesting thread to say the least and they set this up obviously with the piece of dialogue throughout don't they where they go if you were given the serum would you take it and I think that's posed to Falcon isn't it hmm and then I think also Lamar states it to John, doesn't he? Or John says it to Lamar. And yeah, Lamar John says, says he'd it. take it immediately. Yeah. So and to me, that was good... kind of... Um, it was like John, he's definitely contemplating it. And by asking Lamar, he's trying to justify taking it himself if if other people mm. would say yeah I'd take it and yeah because Lamar's his best friend he's going to take his opinion really on that one and he's the only one that he really trusts full, like wholeheartedly so whereas uh, the the angle that Sam's going at is that I never want <laughs> like he's already had this moment where I don't want to be Captain America and taking a serum would probably make me Captain America and that's why mm. I've renounced not renounced but I can't do it I don't feel like I'm the right person to do it but I think I think Sam's is more of a principled stance in the fact that if he's going to do it he's going to do it through his own sheer force of will yeah and I fully expect John to take it like there's an earlier moment where he gets beaten in a fight with yeah and he's he says he has a line where it's like they were only... I can't remember what he says now. Um, I, I don't recall, but... I, I don't I'd know if he, it was something like they weren't. They didn't even have the serum in them or something like that. Oh, it's... Um, yeah, it's saying about Sam, isn't it? Like, he was managed to take them down and he doesn't even have serum. Or the mm. Dora Milaje. Yeah, that was them. Yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah um, because that, that's the fight sequence over to where the Dora Milaje obviously get involved and that's what I said in the trivia where they've managed to pin John down through through the hand or the shield basically whilst he's still attached to it yeah which so that, is quite impressive yeah and it kind of made me think he's definitely feeling inadequate right now and so yeah, yeah really sure. really and especially with the what happens at the end of the episode um, I think that, it really wouldn't surprise me if he takes it in the next episode yeah I actually think that's kind of a hint towards the fact that he does take it because he's you remember how they set this up throughout where it says about the the instability and the burning of like the burning sensation when in the veins when they get it mm. i think it i definitely think it's setting up the point that you think he's probably taken it yeah but yeah so 
I think we'll go back to that 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 moment again. I think everything that leads up to that that moment at the end is set up very well. It's probably the the strongest points throughout the entire series so far. Yeah, it was for me definitely, and mm. as I said, I with think- the eye with the image of him with the shield with the blood on yeah and I think the the involvement of the Dora Milaje the, the fight itself and the uh, the coming together of Sam and Carly is actually a really really good like just generally really good scenes themselves and they fit very nicely towards the end of this episode it's just for me it's a shame that the rest of the episode feels quite inconsistent yeah so but yeah, as to, as to to like wrap up, because there isn't really anything else to add on this episode. Yeah. Um, so, I think we have talked about a lot of um, negatives there, and I know you feel um, more negatively about it than I do. Sure. Uh, but and even though I agree with the majority of your points, I think the reason why I still prefer this as a TV show it to. To me, it just feels as if, even though, sure, there are some inaccuracies with the plot, mm. um, to me, it, it feels as though at least something is happening of interest. Whereas, even though One Division was perhaps telling a more coherent story, yeah, I just found it dull. Whereas okay. this, I yeah. find more, I just find the, the plot more interesting and the fact that it is more action based just appeals more to me uh yeah i was probably going to ask that is is the action side of things keeping you more invested i guess so but then uh it's not as if i'm a a person that only enjoys watching stuff with explosions and fight scenes because some of my favorite tv shows ever are not like that at all sure Um, but yeah of course but I, I think in terms of let's just say these characters are more generally tended towards the action variety yeah. of sort of genre and these feel, I think this feels once again like with Winter Soldier and Civil War it feels like it's trying to be a spy thriller and I, I know your general love of the Bond films anyway so I think this is possible I think this might be a reason why you're enjoying it is because it feels very Bond-esque yeah it's yeah just yeah yeah, more Bond than Bond, but I know what you're saying. Yeah, because like I said at the beginning, it's the the formula that they they decided to go with with new Bond when uh, Daniel Craig came in. It's, it does feel very reminiscent of the Bond sort of formula. Mm. But yeah, you, you know what I mean anyway. But yeah, I think I can agree with you on that stance. Whereas, you know, I definitely. I definitely don't necessarily completely agree with you on one division, but I can understand where you're coming through on that one as well. But I know a lot of the uh, the, the listeners weren't particularly pleased, so <laughs> <laughs> I, I wonder how this one's going to go down with them. Mm. All right. So anyway, do you want to let the people know where they can find both us and yourself on social media? Yeah, so we're at Neverwatchers on Twitter. Uh, and then if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Angry underscore Kurt. And if you wanted to follow me, you can do so at Pete Beckett one on Twitter, spelled B-E-C-K-E-T-T and the number one. 
Uh, but that's going to do it for this time. Like I said, we are going to be back next time with the final two episodes of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So uh, keep an eye on your podcast feed for that. So until next time, we will see you then. Bye. Bye.